0: Who are you to hold yourself back from the world?
1: We both had epiphanal moments that changed the trajectory of our careers, of our lives.
0: Those pivotal moments where it could crush you or you rise up. And we both were like, I'm rising up.
1: It's hard to look the devil in the eye and say thank you. You're not going to get anywhere else what we're bringing together here.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to Unapologetic Rabble-Rousers, Episode 5. Today we're going to talk a little bit about respect. And we're going to talk about why respect is important. And thought we'd maybe start with a little bit of a definition around respect and what that is. And um, taking a look at why treating someone with respect is important. So when we think about treating someone with respect. It really is about showing regard for their abilities and their worth, valuing their feelings, their opinions, their views, even if you don't necessarily agree with them. That's where the tricky part comes in. I think so. (laughs) And we have to be able to accept them on an equal basis and give them the same consideration that we might give for ourselves. I always look at that as a really great learning opportunity, too. I love when people don't agree with me because then I can learn Mm -hmm. and I'm a learner. So I think it's pretty cool when we can have those respectful conversations where we don't see things from the same point of view.
1: I, I agree with that very much. And it's an important component of how I see myself. Yeah. And my interpersonal relationships it's a very big piece of that because it's Mm self-reinforcing respect given respect received but it does
0: start with it does start with yourself Uh, absolutely absolutely it it absolutely starts with ourselves and and if we don't respect ourselves it's kind of hard to respect other people or expect others to respect you yeah yeah, yeah. be a bit of an unrealistic
1: expectation, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I can't find it yeah. in myself, it doesn't work that way. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I think self confidence can come in there as well. And oftentimes, people who don't respect themselves lack that self confidence, and they undervalue themselves. And if you undervalue yourself hard to respect yourself. And that certainly impacts the relationships you have with people around you and impacts your ability to communicate and to engage with others. Absolutely, because if somebody trusts me, I
1: can do what I need to do, say what I need to say without getting
0: labels thrown at me. Yeah, I tend to be a a little um, bold. and and maybe a little assertive, some people might say. I know you totally cannot relate to that at all, (laughs) my fellow rabble rouser. But what I've noticed throughout my career is when there's that mutual respect, I can be 100% me all the time, and people are cool with it. When people don't know me, I have to, I don't want to use the word temper myself, but I will use that word because I can't think of another one. I kind of have to temper that assertiveness, that boldness, that curiosity, because I carry a label of I'm difficult because I ask too many questions. And I'm not asking questions to be difficult. I'm asking questions because I'm curious. I want to make sure I understand and I want to set us all up for success. But apparently that's being difficult. Okay, and that's a label. And that's a label, and that's when it comes when people don't know me, so we don't have that mutual respect established yet. You
1: know, I think sometimes those labor labels are shields that, that other people put up, and they can hide behind them. Because yeah. in this case, you're not trying to be difficult, You're, but that's a really handy label to be able to put on it because yeah. they're uncomfortable with how you are. And we've talked about it before. I mean, how much responsibility can I take for everybody around me? What is, my, what is my level of responsibility? And in the first set of episodes, we talked about the responsibility we have when we communicate to make sure that what we say is what we meant and that right. the other person <laughs> receives what it is that we said. We can't do anything about right. what they think about what we said. So it's not just about self-respect. It's really also about mutual respect. Right. We're talking about being in in relationship with other people. And so we want to talk about mutual respect. And I want to start out with a question. If you can think of a time when you experienced disrespect, I mean, you felt it. You, you were hit with this, and it felt like a ton of bricks. How did you feel? How did it feel? And how long did the impact of that disrespectful moment, comment, experience, whatever you
0: want to call it, how long did that hang on? Yeah, and I think the other element to think about there is... When does it get triggered? When does it reappear?
1: Okay, and this is bringing forward some of what we talked in the first series. That triggers, understanding, being able to reflect on the things that do prompt these kinds of triggers. In this case, we're talking about it in terms of those things that came up and said, you're not worthy, you're not respectable, I have no respect for you, ouch. So how does respect play in? How is
0: it important? Respect makes things easier. I remember when we worked together at a certain company that we'll leave nameless, but I remember very specifically teaching a class. It was crucial conversations and you and Gail were in the class and Scott was there too. And Scott was there too and the three of you came up afterwards and you had questions and I I, I kind of knew who you were because we had some experiences, I think, at a former company and kind of circled around each other a little bit. But I I knew who, who the three of you were just from your reputation <laughs> and I thought these are some people I really want to work with and get to know. And just how you presented yourself with your questions and how you acted in class and it was like these are my people I and so there was this instant connection of I can probably respect these people these are my people and there there is some research that tells us within the few seconds of meeting people Mm -hmm. I know I can respect this person it's the our brains are just amazing and then sometimes there's that pause of ooh this person isn't like me i'm not sure but we have to remember regardless of how somebody shows up or who somebody is the pure simple fact is you are a human being you are worthy of respect
1: you may you may be kind of a you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I don't want to make keep this PG here <laughs> um, but you're right there is an element of something of me that's worthy of respect if yeah. nothing more than I'm here if you're in a job situation and I'm sorry organization everybody's there they got there for a reason mm-hmm. somehow you may not agree with the reason but the fact is somebody did And that person is a living, breathing human being who is themselves a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter or a brother or a sister. They are a human being. And there are some important qualities for every one of us. And if we wanna be respected, we need to respect the fact that
0: others deserve it too. And sometimes that's really hard. I used to work with somebody years ago and I'll call him PJ. And this person was very polarizing and had this attitude that he thought he was better than everyone else. And this poor guy couldn't even walk into a room and say good morning without people rolling their eyes. I was one of them. And it got to the point where I felt like I was violating my own value system by how I reacted to this person and I had to dig really deep and do exactly what you just said and recognize that this person is somebody's dad he is somebody's husband he is he's got friends and he's somebody's son and he can't be all that bad <laughs> he's got to have some redeeming qualities i just didn't see them and as i started to change my reactions to this person other people are like what are you doing why are you changing mm-hmm. what like, we were all colluding against this poor person and when i started to show a little bit of respect eventually other people did too but i got a lot of flack from people but it was so important to me because I was violating my own values because I was so disrespectful to this person as he was to me, but just because he was disrespectful to me didn't mean I needed to do it back.
1: I think that's a really important piece as well. Yeah. Right. We get dragged into, I'm not going to call it group think, but there's a behavior that sets up around
0: collusion. It
1: is, but sometimes (laughs) it's unintended. It's just, it's reinforced behavior. Mm -hmm. And there you did, you stepped outside to do what was, right. Yeah. And in accordance with your values. Yeah. And people looked at you like you had
0: 10 heads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. you, you had violated a group norm that exactly. was not agreed. Yeah. So it's interesting how often that creeps in.
0: Yeah. And the other thing this is popping through my head is sometimes we do things as human beings that aren't worthy of respect. Mm-hmm. And Who are we to judge somebody on the worst moment of their life? For example, I have a gentleman that I met many years ago, and he was in prison for almost 20 years. And I met him, he had been, I think, just a year out of prison, and he was sharing his story. And he had killed somebody and did his time, and he has been out of prison now 12 years, I think. He's beat all the odds. He's an incredible human being and has just done this amazing journey of self leadership. He's been on Oprah's soul searching episodes. I forget what it's called. He's been a producer of movies. He's just done amazing things with his life. He's written books. He's gone back to prisons to do some work. He's done a TED talk. He's an amazing human being. And if people judged him, on that one instant, that those five minutes of his life when he took someone else's life, he would never be able to accomplish the things that he's done. He is worthy of respect. And people who have done things like that are worthy of respect. Not because of what they did. Not because of what they did, but because they're a human being and they had a crap moment where they did something awful. But they're still human beings, and we can't judge people based on the worst thing they've ever done. It doesn't define us. It shouldn't define us. We are so much more than our worst moments. And yet, and I can imagine
1: there's going to be comments (laughs) that suggest that we're okaying things like murder and any other kind of ugly anti-somebody behavior, and we're not. Not. No. The fact is that individual did a lot of work. Yes. To regain a presence that was of benefit to this planet mm-hmm. and to people around him. Absolutely. And that is respectable. Mm-hmm. That's worthy of respect. So. We're talking about respecting others and respecting ourselves, so what does it look like? What does being respectable look like and what does
0: respecting someone else look like? How do, What does it take? I think for me, when I think about somebody who I respect, it's somebody who does what they say they're going to do. There's a little bit of a correlation to trustworthiness for me, I think, too. They do what they say they're gonna do. They're consistent in how they show up. I used to work for somebody who you never knew (laughs) who they were gonna be from day to day, moment to moment. Mm. One day, they might be your best friend, and the next day, they're stabbing you in the back. And it, it was this very difficult relationship because, so for me, respect is about showing up consistently, and keeping your word being honest and being able to have difficult conversations and not shutting down when someone disagrees with you or doesn't see things the same way and being able to lean into those conversations and i think that's one of the things i so respect about you from the minute we met was we have had a lot of conversations where we don't agree, absolutely, and we don't shy away from that. We mm-hmm. lean right in and say, "Tell me more," mm-hmm. and we have that mutual respect where we can have these really intense conversations. And I think we both always walk away better for it.
1: Uh, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And I think the the openness to being able to expose your thinking. It starts with respecting the fact you have your thoughts <laughs> and that, that they're worthy of being able to be shared. And there, boy, there's a lot of things just rolling around for me right now in that you had told a story about my tattoos. Well, there's no. that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one where the guy was in your face.
0: Oh, yes. Very early on in my career. I worked for someone who would constantly would come in, we sat in this cubicle situation and there was, it was a four person cube, I think there were seven or eight of us in this cube. And this boss of mine would come in and he'd ask me to do something. And then he'd say, Paul, can you run the same report? I want to make sure she does it right. And it drove me crazy because I thought, why is he doing this? I'm just as qualified as this other guy. And one day in the hallway he got right up in my face the my boss and literally put his finger about an inch from my nose and said i demand that you respect me and i said get your finger away from my face or i'll bite you <laughs> and another manager popped his head over the wall and he said Farth, get over here now <laughs> and we took a long walk down the hall and he said what was that all about and i said i know why this guy just does not like me but I don't know if he has a problem with women or if it's just me or what the deal is but this is constant with him a couple days later I ended up working for someone else (laughs) it wasn't just me but it was so you know when I was early on in my career and I I, it was it stuck with me for a long time because I thought what am I doing that's so offensive to this guy (laughs) (laughs) like you're the one that's disrespecting me all the time and you're going to demand my respect. I don't respect people like you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And therein would lie the challenge. Okay. Yeah. But he is somebody's husband. He's somebody's father. He's somebody's son. And when you're here in the moment.
0: Yeah. And I was 22 at the time there was that too. But I think I learned over the course of many years in career that when I had another instance, with the the whole tattoo thing. So I have tattoos and I was hired at a company. Apparently none of my tattoos were showing during my interview process. And a few weeks in, in front of a room full of people was told, I would have never hired you if I knew you had tattoos. As if that had any, any implication on my ability to do my job. And this person continued to batter me about my tattoos. And the funny thing was, I had asked other people, "Is it okay if my tattoos show?" And everyone said, "Yeah, it's not a big deal." This person had a problem with it and continued to hurt me. Just kept coming at me about it, and it bothered me. And I let it go because this person is a mom. She's a wife. She's my leader, and yada yada yada. <clears throat> and I let it go. And Eight, nine years later, I'm doing some work in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. And I was asking other people the question, can you share a time where you felt included at work? And every time I asked that question or I heard someone else ask me that question, that moment of exclusion came up for me. That disrespect. Every single time. So you asked about the imprint and how long that lasts. I thought I was over that until that question came up and it was an immediate reflection of that stuck yeah and that hurt and it wasn't fair and it wasn't fair and it was incredibly disrespectful you could have said that to me one-on-one we could had a conversation about it if you respected me you would have done that yes but you didn't respect me and you did it in a room full of people and (laughs) not you but no I understand (laughs) but essentially
1: put a label on you yeah in yeah. front of everybody else and hid behind that. yeah exactly because like, what are you gonna do? Exactly. what are you gonna do in that situation right? What do you do? So you consider I had an event when I was 10 years old. That was many decades ago <laughs> <laughs> And it still gets triggered to this day. And I'll just leave it when we when you think about those moments those that are it's an emotionally difficult, period, and moment, and it sticks. And you you, you got to think about how that affects when you are engaging with someone who is like somebody who did something to you, said something to you, treated you in a disrespectful way. Mm-hmm. The triggers, we talked about them in the last series of podcasts. The triggers, the self-reflection, what do we learn and take forward from that? And at the end of the day, we go back to the question we end, not question, but the statement we ended one of our very first podcasts with about the reflection you provide for yourself oh, every yeah. day.
0: Are my words and actions worthy of respect today? And so I think when we talk about
1: whether or not we are worthy or not of respect, the same question can be being asked by others of us. So make sure that what we do and think and how we act is worthy of our own respect.
0: Yeah, and I think when we respect ourselves, it's easier to respect other people. And when we are respectful of others, whether or not they're respectful back, it makes it a little bit easier to stick to our own value systems. It makes it a little bit easier to have conversations with them, to hold people accountable, to be the leaders that we need to be for ourselves and for others. I think that that is probably a great way to end this episode. <laughs> end this episode. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Doc Shelley. And this is Carla. Take care, folks. We'll see you next time. Give thought to who you are and how you show up for others and for yourself. All right, folks, we'll
1: be back.